Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. A lot of things to talk about this morning uh, with uh, uh, the Tigers losing a defensive lineman for the Florida State game. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy Graham was back at practice with the Saints and one of their top rookies uh, has a freak injury in practice. Over in San Francisco, they name a starting quarterback, of course, uh, Brock Purdy. But number two is Sam Darnold, uh, Trey Lance. Where does that leave him? He was the number three pick in the uh, NFL uh, draft just a couple of years ago. Uh, DeMarcus Ware is going to be inducted to the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani, he's got some issues torn uh, UCL uh, in his elbow, and he's done for the year pitching. Uh, meanwhile, he hits number 44 last night. Elsewhere, the Yankees break their losing streak uh, with a three-homer game uh, from Aaron Judge. And meanwhile, the word select here in the state of Louisiana is if they don't make some decisions soon, it could create some issues. Meanwhile, we'll talk about number 17 with the Saints. And uh, in our last segment today, we'll have uh, head football coach Carol Olivier on to talk about his Lions of Acadiana Christian School. And, of course, always our Today in Sports. Meanwhile, uh, LSU uh, football star Mason Smith won't play against Florida State. And you're asking why? Well, here's why. The LSU football defensive tackle will not be available to play in the Tigers' season opener against Florida State in Orlando on September 3rd, according to uh, news reports. He will be suspended for one game after the NC2A determined that he had received improper benefit despite cooperating in the investigation, according to uh, one report. Uh, when uh, broached uh, with the subject, uh, approached with the subject, uh, an LSU spokesman declined to comment. Smith tore his ACL on the opening drive last year against that same Florida State team, uh, uh, the uh, Seminoles in New Orleans last season. This year's rematch, of course, is against Florida State and was supposed to be Smith's return to the field. Meanwhile, uh, with Smith out of the lineup, LSU have to rely on veteran defensive tackle uh, Jacobian Guillory and transfers Jordan Jefferson and Jalen Lee. Uh, with that, Guillory is ending his fourth season with the Tigers. Of course, Jefferson transferred uh, in the portal from the portal from West Virginia. Lee, uh, a Louisiana native uh, who originally signed with Florida, uh, transferred uh, from Florida this past season as he entered his name into the portal. So the Tigers, uh, without uh, Big Mason Smith, I uh, think a uh, Homer Thibodeau uh, product. He from went that to Terrible, yeah. Yeah, a big time uh, player uh, in the 6 4 5 range, 300 plus pounds. So uh, we'll see how uh, that comes out with the Tigers as they lose a starting defensive player meanwhile uh the news on uh, jimmy graham uh returned as a saints practice after his medical scare of course the original reports thought that he was under the influence but less than a week after experiencing that medical episode that ended uh, with him uh disoriented and wandering in the streets of southern california jimmy graham returned to new orleans saints practice yesterday in metairie the veteran tight end participated in all the team drills and looked no worse for where uh, catching several balls in one-on-one drills in, in team sessions. Uh, Coach uh, Dennis Allen said he had a good day. It was good to see. Of course, Graham was detained early Saturday morning in Newport Beach, California, and the Saints said he was taken to a local hospital for evaluation of what a team doctor uh, said believes to be a likely a seizure. 
And according to the team statement, Graham, uh, the star player for the team, oh, uh, almost a decade ago, didn't play football last season, but the 36-year-old returned to New Orleans on a surprise one-year contract signed on the first day of training camp. He caught one pass so far in this first preseason game, then was held out of, of course, the uh, next game last week. Uh, Sunday against uh, the Chargers, so he also didn't practice when the team returned home Tuesday. Uh, Allen, Coach Allen, when asked uh, Wednesday whether Graham was ready to and in shape for the season, but he kept the focus on the morning's practice. He said, I thought he looked good today. Uh, we're going to keep evaluating uh, that, but certainly that was good to see the type of day he had today. He's a big target, made some plays for us in the contest in environment and a couple of plays across the middle couple red zone plays talking about practice yesterday and things I've seen him do in the past so I um, saw him doing uh, today and that's a good sign so uh, Jimmy Graham back in the lineup uh, hopefully for the Saints uh, he'll be able to part participate in the game Sunday night on seven o'clock on Fox meanwhile other news with all of the Saints training camp uh, trying to keep an eye on that in the meantime uh, New Orleans Saints rookie uh, Brian Breesey uh, has been coming along uh, quite uh, nicely for the defense over the offseason. His impact uh, has been clear throughout the two preseason games. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, uh, Breesey had to leave practice a bit early for a tough reason. He got poked in the eye in team drills, and it isn't expected to be a serious injury for the rookie, but uh, so he should not miss uh, much time at all. But uh, the first-round pick by the Saints in uh, this past year's NFL draft will see the field plenty in his inaugural season. Avoiding injury will be the key for him. And uh, with that, luckily today uh, or yesterday's freak accident uh, for the former Clemson Tiger, Saints are excited about him. His physical upside ability to be a game changer on the defensive line. Meanwhile, they'll need him to uh, stand out uh, after being uh, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL last season. So uh, hopefully the Saints can shore that up. Of course, they lost three defensive linemen to two division opponents and one to the Vikings, who would started for the Saints off and on. So uh, we'll see that uh, what's going to take place there. In the meantime, as I mentioned, Trey Lance, you know, uh, was the number uh, third overall pick uh, uh, in the NFL draft just a couple of years ago. And uh, now he's finding uh, things pretty rough for him as uh, the 49ers now, uh, Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy uh, comes in to take over the starting job in the last six or seven games last year. Sam Darnold uh, signs on with the 49ers, Trey Lance who uh, came in highly regarded, started the season opener last year uh, uh, for the 49ers against the Bears in a deluge on that opening game. And uh, Trey Lance, uh, over the period of time, I do believe he got hurt. I don't know if it was in that game. but I believe it was. In, yeah. in that game. And it was a deluge up in Chicago in and that game. Bears won that game on their way to a Super Bowl victory. Oh, no, that didn't quite happen. <laughs> they only won two more games after that. They needed to play in the slop a little bit more. Yeah, anyway, but Trey Lance now is a number three man. So, what you know, he won't – like any player, if, it, being evaluated as number three draft pick out of the draft, you think he wants to play. Are the 49ers going to dangle him out there for a trade bait? Uh, I, I've got to think so. Yeah, and uh, with that – uh, who and it's, you, do you hold on to them with the injury issues they had last year? You'd think that would almost make them say, you know, maybe we should hold on to him because we did go through four quarterbacks last year, almost a fifth. Yeah, and it's just amazing that uh, 
And, of course, what remains to be seen, too, uh, Jeff, is that through the course of the year with injuries to uh, quarterbacks through the course of the, this game, uh, you, you wonder if uh, uh, in due time that uh, he's, uh, they're going to be uh, – teams are going to be looking uh, uh, for a, a quarterback. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, as injuries mount, and you always have them, uh, what teams uh, might put out a – a, a, a flag there or some type of flare to uh, entice the 49ers maybe to uh, give uh, a look-see. So uh, I'm sure he's going to be available to some teams uh, uh, that are going to be needing a quarterback. But uh, interesting uh, situation over in San Francisco. Anyway, uh, one other thing uh, you Cowboy fans have to be excited about. You know, DeMarcus Ware, who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in August, uh, this August, Ware will be uh, inducted into the Cowboys uh, a ring of honor at some point this season. Of course, owner Jerry uh, Jones surprised Ware with the announcement uh, yesterday after the franchise leader in sacks hosted the Cowboys kickoff event, bringing uh, Ware's daughter Marley to the stage. Just said uh, he was surprised. Uh, he said, I know when I came here, I think the I think DeMarcus Ware played at Troy over in Alabama, too, where his uh, college uh, playing days were. I know when I came here in 05 and I said I wanted to etch my name into the star, I told Jerry that uh, arrogantly when he asked me, what's your goals, where I said every single year I said that, I want to etch my name into the stone in the Dallas Cowboys. I worked every single year. And when I left here, when I was released, it hurt because I felt like my dad was sending me away uh, from home. But I guess what? I got to come back and even uh, something more special, which is awesome. So I'm part of the family. Of course, Ware was a first-round draft pick in 05 and became the Cowboys' all-time leader in sacks with 118 while being named to the Pro Bowl nine times, first-team All-Pro four times, and uh, being named to the uh, 2000s All-Decade team. He was released in 2013 with a salary cap uh, issue and spent his final three seasons with the Denver Broncos and winning a Super Bowl ring. So uh, things fall his way. But the Cowboys announced the game in which Ware will be honored later, and it will happen before he receives his Hall of Fame ring. Uh, That's slated for uh, November 30th when the Cowboys play the Seattle uh, Seahawks. In the meantime, uh, I think this is very important uh, to realize this, uh, DeMarcus's time this year. In this year, Jones said, he's a player uh, uh, for the Cowboys. Meanwhile, uh, still wondering uh, when uh, the Cowboys are going to hire their two-time uh, Super Bowl coach. And, of course, Jimmy Johnson is absent on the Hall of Fame wall. And Johnson was named Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2020. Jones said that uh, – he would add the two-time Super Bowl-winning head coach to the Ring of Honor, but never said when. Of course, Jones and Johnson have had a feud and seemingly have made up in, in a number of times since the two-parted ways after Super Bowl 38. And uh, with that, of course, fans and former players have clamored for Johnson to be added to the Ring of Honor. Jones turns 81 in October. Johnson, his former teammate at Arkansas, turned 80 last month. Uh, he's the youngest 80-year-old you'd ever meet, and I'm right behind him, uh, Jerry Jones said. And this doesn't turn on age. As a matter of fact, I would go the other way if I thought somebody was accusing us of trying to beat 
to the clock. I'm not going to let the old man in uh, currently. Jones was talking about himself, not Johnson. So uh, interesting. Uh, and uh, they, I want to go even go further back than that with uh, their days at Arkansas. I think uh, Arkansas was crowned the national champ, I think, in the uh, – 65 season and uh they went on to play in the cotton bowl against uh, a seven and three lsu team who beat them 14 to seven of course back then uh after the season ended usually uh they'd uh, ap and the upi at the time declared the national champ and i think arkansas was lsu knocks them off in the cotton bowl 14 to seven uh back in uh, january 1st 1966 and uh and Jones and uh, and Johnson were on that team uh, together uh, for Arkansas. So uh, going back a ways with those uh, those guys, uh, wow. Anyway, in the meantime, other big news out of Major League Baseball, folks. Uh, Shohei Otani uh, is out. Uh, Torres UCL uh, will be out for the remainder of the season. Of course, uh, being a DH, he hit number 44 last night for uh, the Angels. And uh, with uh, Mike Trout back in the lineup for the uh, Angels, uh, of course, they're not for long. Yeah. He, no, he's back on the I.L. Yeah. I might, just that quick, Mike Trout. Yeah. I didn't even see that last night uh, with Trout in that Wrist injury. Uh, so, uh, and Otani, uh, of course, will be a eligible for free agency uh, this fall uh, after the season. And I think when's that usually happen? November 1st, December 1st, when uh, players uh, have the ability to uh, shop their wares. Of course, his tear in his ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow, will, he won't pitch again this season. And uh, the general manager for the Angels uh, said Wednesday night in Anaheim, uh, the shocking twist in the lead-up, arguably the most highly anticipated free agency in baseball history, course he exited his start in game one of a doubleheader against the Reds yesterday after recording just four outs and throwing only 26 pitches a subsequent MRI revealed the tear though uh, the general manager said he did not know if the severity of it of Tony nevertheless insisting on serving as a designated hitter in game two going one for five and an angel seven to three loss and uh, will seek secondary opinions to determine his next step of course uh uh, one option, of course, is Tommy John surgery, the procedure he already underwent in the right elbow in October of 2018, one that would keep him off the mound for the entirety of the 2024 season next year and a development that would significantly affect his free agency sweepstakes that many expect him to yield. You ready? A half a billion dollar contract. So as far as plans and details, I don't have those yet, uh, said General Manager Manasian, and uh, at the Angel Stadium, I've been in contact with his representation. Obviously, he hit uh, the second game. Uh, he played uh, with this in 18. And that being said, we'll take it day by day and see where it goes from here. So, uh, in the meantime, as Jeff mentioned, the Angels can at least hold out hope that Trout will return this season. Of course, uh, the, uh, and the other superstar, Mike Trout, who returned from a seven-week absence because of a, a handmade fracture uh, earlier this week, will return to the injured list because of attempts uh, uh, to swing in Tuesday's game didn't go well. So, uh, anyway, the two big stars for uh, two of the best players in baseball uh, out for the Angels, of course, the Angels, uh, Otani, 29 uh, years of age, was diagnosed with a uh, grade two sprain of his UCLA and uh, UCL uh, in June in his rookie season and in 2008, and had hoped to combat a need for Tommy John surgery. So uh, 
with that, uh, two of the big names in baseball out. Of course, uh, Otani was the MVP in the league in 2021. Uh, could have a shot, continues to DH, won't pitch anymore this year. Uh, has another uh, opportunity to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award. He would have won the hardware again. Uh, so uh, Aaron Judge, of course, a record-setting home run uh, race he had last year, uh, took that down. In the meantime, Otani who uh, in his major league leading 44th home run moments before exiting his start. He's hitting 304 right now this season, but also boasts a 3.14 ERA, 167 strikeouts in only 132 innings. Uh, his 8.7 fan graphs wins above replacement uh, easily leads the majors. Of course, the Angels who are off today still don't know whether Otani will hit the rest of the season. We're just going to go by day-to-day, see how he goes, see how he feels. I think we'll get more information from uh, as far as recovery time and all those type things, and I'll have uh, more information down the road. Meanwhile, Aaron Judd, uh, you know, he keeps the Yankees uh, uh, trying to get him back to 500. He has a three-homer night uh, last night as the Yanks avoid their worst skid 110 years ago since 1913 and uh with that uh, uh Aaron Judd has a three homer game he's tied his career high with six RBIs in a game single-handedly helping the Yankees snap their first nine game losing streak in 41 years with a nine to one victory over the Nationals and uh with that uh, we've kind of been waiting for that for a long time uh we now have nothing to hold his head over uh Anyway, two hours before general manager uh, Cashman called the season a disaster, Judge drove in a first-inning curveball from McKenzie Gore into the opposite field for the Yankees in the bullpen. So with that, uh, he becomes uh, a Yankee. I think the only Yankee to have hit four homers in a game was Luke Garrett. Ruth never did accomplish that. And uh, then in the seventh, Judge came back with D.J. Lemieux, former LSU star, with back-to-back homers against Jose Ferrer and uh, popping the ball in the right field short porch. Jo- uh, Judge became the third player in Major League Baseball history to hit three home runs and a win that snapped the team's losing streak. Of course, joining Freddie uh, Paycheck, of all people, who hit three homers in a game back in 1980 and Eddie Matthews in 1952. He is also the first of the Yankee players to hit three home runs, including a gla- grand slam in a game since Alec Rodriguez in April 26th in 05. So, uh, anyway, the Yankees uh, trying to get back in. Judge is hitting 279 on the year. He's missed a lot of time. He's got 27 homers, 54 RBIs in 72 games. Of course, the reigning MVP, uh, who has had his 32nd multi-homer game, entered in a 3-for-19 slide. So, he's kind of... Hopefully broke out of that for the Yankees, but the Yankees right now struggling in Major League Baseball. Judge's injury, uh, just to put a, uh, an idea to how his injury has been impactful, he would be on a 60-home run pace if he played 162 games. Wow. Yeah. So he, he was on that kind of pace uh, apart from the injury. But, but he's missed, what, a good third of the season yeah. or somewhere near it? So that would be around 50 games So uh, in the meantime. Well, in the meantime, time to take our first break here on Kane Radio's Bayou Sports, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Stay with us. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Orthopedic pain or injury? No matter where you're hurt, choose Louisiana Orthopedic Specialist, Acadiana's only comprehensive orthopedic team. We combine advanced specialty training, the innovation of robotics and a rehabilitation team with exceptional credentials. From spine, shoulders, hands, hips, and knees to ankles and feet, we have your body covered. Ask for me, Dr. Seth Rosenzweig, at the New Iberia location of Louisiana Orthopedic Specialist, Acadiana's leader for orthopedics, spine, and sports medicine. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, August the 24th. And uh, earlier during the week, we talked about, uh, with regard to the select, non-select course, a a suit was brought forth by uh, nine schools here in Louisiana uh, Louisiana, against the Louisiana High School Athletic Association. And, uh, you know, with that... uh, a lot of reports coming out uh, with that. Of course, the injunction was granted by Judge uh, Will Jordan as decision Monday to grant the temporary injunction in favor of the nine schools looking in to undo the Louisiana High School Athletic Association's playoff structure for its uh, select, non-select sports. And um, anyway, in the latest case in the point. So the battle uh, of the select, non-select uh, continues and questions about this challenge and the status of the 2023-24 playoff structure. And it comes into play uh, not during the regular season, but it comes into play for the playoffs as football, boys and girls, basketball, baseball, and softball still loom large. And it's all based on a revised definition of the select schools adopted last summer Uh, by the Louisiana High School Association's Executive Committee. Of course, Jordan, the 19th Judicial District uh, Judge ruling, uh, uh, reads like like a script from a a movie. Meanwhile, nine central uh, North Louisiana schools from the Louisiana High School Athletic Association membership or more of the 400 schools won round one. So the nine, I believe they were incorrectly placed in select schools for a slide a year ago. Up next is round two. And the question is, is the trial date with the time for both sides to plan their arguments and call witnesses? Uh, when the next court date happens, it's the key here is how it's held in uh, the next month or so. So chancing 
uh, the chances of disrupting the football playoffs are, are likely limited right now. And going beyond that, it would push the limits if another structure power rating system must be put in place. So speaking of the playoff structure, what comes next? So some media sources say the structure reverts to the previous one. The Louisiana High School Athletic Association attorney Mark Boyer said that it's not the case, however. Boyer said the uh, uh, the uh, high school uh, association is without a structure. To be fair, when I asked the plaintiff's attorney, Baton Rouge's uh, Brian Blackwell, uh, what would happen if his clients won a few weeks ago, he said, I'm not sure. So neither is anyone else, and it's all based on the definition of not-so-little words, select. And two other words woven into the select, non-select story over the past decade, uh, unintended consequences, and there are plenty. So uh, could this ruling inadvertently uh, topple the 10-year-old split legally? Boyer and others say it possibly exists, but uh, that would uh, be the ultimate unintended consequence brought by the schools contending there are non-select, not select. So uh, Blackwell initially said that the Louisiana High School Athletic uh, Association executive director Eddie Bonine uh, did have the did not have the authority to put the revised select uh, definition up for a vote. Instead, he argued that uh, he revamped the selection definition and uh, was not ratified by two thirds of the vote of the Louisiana high school membership when it should have. And that argument was the winner this past Monday. Of course. The rebuttal by the Louisiana High School Athletic Association is that the 2022 select division definition exists in the glossary of the constitutional terms added in 2020. The glossary was approved by a supplement to the Constitution is not a part of it. Seven of the nine schools in the lawsuit voted to approve the 2020 move. That's the kicker here, according to the Louisiana High School Athletic Association records. And how does it impact the original football split back in 2013? A definition select was not included in the proposal. This is something uh, people remember clearly. Non-select schools were traditional public schools, of course. Select schools included private schools, full magnet schools, laboratory schools, charter schools, of course. Uh, in oh, the meantime, schools you could select. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's, I think it's pretty clear. I don't know what the uh, these schools are. Uh, uh, hamming over uh, this, uh, but the problem is uh, they need to have a, a rendered a decision so uh, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association can go on as what's in place or they've got to revamp everything. And uh, I think if, if the principals cared, they would gather for a meeting yeah, and, and it, vote. And it wouldn't take long. No. Uh, just a day, a morning, uh, a two-hour session to just get people in – or they could have a vote over the phone, as people would call in. So anyway, those six rapid schools in the lawsuit fit the mold. All charter schools and schools with any magnet component were added to. And it's a mess. It's confusing, frustrating, because it cast a shadow on the 23-24 seasons. And uh, it would be nice to know uh, where everything stands in this regard with uh, high school sports uh, in the meantime. So uh, I still say the principals have had an opportunity to veto this move that the executive committee did they've had that opportunity they chose not to and uh, again i don't know if that was at all in that conversation monday in in court 
But it should have been. Yes. And not only that, they've had two opportunities yeah. to uh, say this. We don't, we don't approve of this. But uh, like you and I both mentioned that, they must think uh, it's pretty much in place because there was no f- drawback other than these nine schools out of the over 400 schools that participate in the Louisiana High School Athletic Association. So uh, hopefully that all this could come to a head but very early in the season. So uh, – uh, this can all be worked out with regards to select, non-select. And, uh, but it all started back in 2013 with a principal stating that he felt it was unfair that uh, private parochial and uh, some schools, charter schools, could go out and recruit and bring in kids from outside their zones. And this way this all took place. Now we're finding out a lot of high schools here in the state of Louisiana, roughly about 200 of them, are open select. And they can pick any kid, uh, invite kids to come to school for whether it be athletics or maybe something with honors or something else with uh, 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 music or things of that definition. So uh, it's uh, it's crazy right now, but uh, we'll see how everything turns out. Hopefully they come to a head some decisions very quickly about this and judge uh, uh, our good friend, the judge up in Baton Rouge in the 19th Judicial District, uh, will have a, a word in and get this cleared up, uh, Judge Will Jordan, uh, in that regard. So uh, elsewhere, um, high school football underway uh, this uh this weekend, as uh, they start jamborees, of course, a lot of scrimmages taking place uh, throughout the course of uh, high school football right now. And, uh, of course, our first game here on Kane Radio will be uh, uh, the night of August 30th, uh, if I stand corrected. Uh, it will be uh, Erath journeying to Lorville to open up the season here on Kane Radio and followed the next night by an inner city battle between uh, – uh, New Iberia High School and Westgate to, will battle at uh, Westgate, I do believe, to open the season for both teams. Uh, we'll have that game here also on Kane uh, Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And don't forget our pocket guide uh, It's in and being delivered to our sponsors throughout the uh, area. Uh, with that, of course, it's a high school uh, equivalent, uh, I guess, to see uh, where all the teams are uh, playing uh, each week, along with the Saints, uh, LSU, uh, Tulane and UL. So uh, we invite you uh, at some of our sponsors to pick them up. Uh, not sure where they're at right now, but I know they're going out uh, each day and being placed with the sponsorship. So uh, pretty nice brochure, pocket size, keeping your wallet or your coat pocket or your shirt pocket in that regard with uh, various sponsors here uh, throughout the uh, Kane Radio broadcast area. So uh, with that, uh, Jeff, uh, d- pretty nice as we do each year for high school football for the past uh, good, what, almost uh, 15, 18 years here at Kane I want to say 2006 was the first season we did this. Okay, and uh, going up pretty well. It's uh, pretty neat uh, to have. Uh, I think we have to the vicinity of a couple of, a couple thousand, a few thousand printed uh, for that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, for you folks, uh, just uh, look for our pocket guide out there and see if you how uh, – uh, you can put it to use, so uh, something of uh, of that. In the meantime, uh, just trying to look over some sports stories here with uh, with players. Uh, how prevalent, uh, you know, uh, with uh, who's going to make 53-man uh, rosters. Of course, the Saints uh, have to make some cuts along with everyone else uh, with that. Uh, the Saints uh, right now uh, – um, made some made some moves. They cut a wide couple wide receivers in the last few uh, days. Uh, they look to uh, maybe store up their linebacking core too, as uh, linebackers going down. And uh, 
course, the Saints uh, had a pretty good game out of Nico Lelos, uh, the, who had, I think, three sacks in the game against the Chargers and trying to make him uh, uh, give him an opportunity. Of course, uh, I think he played in the USFL or the XFL uh, this past year, and the Saints picked him up. And uh, he's a type of guy that the Saints need. And, of course, he made a little uh, fair share for some memories from him last Sunday. And uh, he is uh, looking – I didn't realize he uh, he's uh, earned a black belt in Taekwondo uh, when he was 10 years old. In high school, he won back-to-back state football championship before a guy named Joe Burrow ended his chance for a three-peat the next season up in Ohio. So uh, pretty good football player. He scored a touchdown in an iconic uh, game at Yankee Stadium, and he's even sh- has a shout out on Twitter from LeBron James, who attended the game, uh, high school game in Akron, Ohio, uh, that Ly- Lilo uh, attended. He might be heard, uh, you know, from the top when he did Sunday when he turned the Los Angeles into L- Lilo Angeles in the fourth quarter, filled with uh, one highlight after another. Of course, his final stats. In that game, sounded like numbers of an all-pro. He had five tackles, three sacks, a tackle for loss, one pass breakup, and uh, the pass breakup and of the two sacks came on three straight plays, making uh, him a, a game anyway uh, for a preseason one anyway. And he'll never forget he doesn't ever remember a game like that, he said. So uh, if anything, uh, nothing live in the game like that was done before. It was definitely uh, fun to see it. And all of a sudden, the name hasn't uh, been talked about much in the Saints training camp. They became one worth mentioning. So uh, we'll see how you do. Of course, the defensive end uh, uh, room is uh, already stacked with players like Cam Jordan, Carl Grandison, Peyton Turner, uh, and rookie Isaiah Foskey. Uh, but uh, the type of outing, at least, they'll make the Dennis Allen and his staff uh, take notice. So uh, with that, we'll see how the young man plays throughout the course of his last preseason game. And, uh, boy, a lot of discussions about uh, who you got to keep and who you got to st- who's got to stay. And, of course, I, you know, you wonder if the assistant coaches, of course, film today. They film all practices and everything of nature. Uh, so you can see uh, how he plays during the course of the year. But uh, Leilos had one heck of a fourth quarter against the Chargers this past uh, Sunday. He'll get another opportunity again, hopefully, uh, Sunday night as uh, the Houston Texans come to town uh, to play the Saints, a uh, 7 o'clock game here on uh, National Network on Fox. C.J. Stroud, by the way, uh, named the starting quarterback for that game. So uh, might be worth watching a preseason game just to see what the Houston rookie can do. Yeah, and uh, if my memory serves you right, the number two, the number one two pick, pick in the draft. Two pick in the draft, that's correct. Anyway, time to take our next break here on Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, August the 24th, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. We all know the saying, you killed two birds with one stone. Well, Harold Edward Fine Jewelry has just the answer for you. You probably know him as the jewelry doctor. Well, here it is. Buy any jewelry at $1,500 and above, you get a free 1,700-square-foot banquet room to celebrate the occasion with your family and friends at no cost. Whether it's an engagement, wedding, or graduation, the jewelry doctor has my space ready for your celebration. Go see Hal the Jewelry Doctor at 2211 Center Street in New Iberia and begin celebrating. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports and FM 107.5 AM 1240 here on uh, Bayou Sports. Of course, you know, the Saints are winding down in training camp right now. And it uh, uh, looks like uh, Derek Carr, they feel, is uh, ready to get the, the start off here on the opening uh, game against the Tennessee Titans uh, on September the 9th. Well, meanwhile, uh, we're looking at the Saints uh, with regards to uh, – the Saints uh, injury report, man, it looks like a, a Red Cross ward right now. The following players were not in attendance at Wendy's, Wednesday's practice for the Saints and uh, a whole host of uh, names there for, for the Saints, uh, uh, beginning with, um, uh, of course, uh, Jimmy Graham did practice uh, with that, uh, the, with the Saints. So, uh, uh, But Derek Carr, as I mentioned, uh, looking pretty good for the Saints, uh, although uh, – I I didn't see any reports where he will uh, open up uh, or even play in the game uh, this coming uh, Sunday evening uh, when the Saints take on the Texans. And I lost my uh, note there for a moment uh, and uh, just trying to pick that up right now. Of course, uh, with that, the following players miss Wednesday's practice. Defensive end Cam Jordan, linebacker Ryan Connolly, both with knees. Tight end Tyson Hill had an oblique. Uh, Jesse James, a groin, running backs, Daryl Williams, a groin, Kirk Merritt, an offensive lineman, uh, Landon Young, both had knees, Ryan Ramchak, uh, uh, just a rest, receivers, Traquan uh, Smith, a groin, Rashid Shahid, a groin, uh, A.T. Perry, an illness, and Lynn Bowden, uh, also mispracticed. Tight end Jimmy Graham and defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, uh, knee offensive lineman Calvin Throckmorton, ribs defensive end uh, Nico Lelos, a groin, returned to the practice field Wednesday, though Lattimore and Throckmorton were limited in individual drills. Meanwhile, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, defensive tackle Brian Breesey uh, left the practice early. He was poked in the eye they don't think it's anything serious so anyway Derek Carr already uh, in the, was in the midst of an impressive practice when he closed things out with two tremendous throws yesterday first Carr uh, fit the ball into a pinhole size window 
on a deep crossing route to Chris Olave with the ball beating uh, converging defenders uh, to the second wide receiver. Then on the next pass, Carr stepped in the pocket and pinned a laser, or laser, I should say, to Jawan Johnson's chest, and the team called a third and long play. So uh, in the meantime, those throws capped off practice, which Carr completed nine out of 12 pass attempts and full team drills to go along with a five to six performance during the seven on seven period. His only incompletion during the latter was a well-placed pass intended for Michael Thomas and that Alante Taylor swatted away. Meanwhile, Carr still, you know, he's got some things to prove and the stakes are much higher in the, in the regular season, but it's fair to say he's operating the offense at both a higher and more consistent level in training camp uh, than any other quarterback in the past uh, post-Drew Brees era. So uh, Carr wasn't the only Saint quarterback with some impressive throws. Of course, Jameis Winston had what was probably his best practice sequence in training camp uh, with that. Of course, uh, Winston uh, had, a, had a good practice throwing the ball down the field. Uh, of course, Peyton Turner on what appeared to be a naked bootleg on the defense didn't fall for it, so uh, Winston didn't fake him out. In the meantime, during practice, uh, Jake Hayner did not get a ton of action, but he did perfectly uh, throw some nice passes uh, in between the linebackers and the safety. So, uh, anyway, a uh, little line up here for you Saints fans uh, with that. Thomas did not have a perfect day as Taylor knocked the ball out of his hands uh, in the end of the zone and a 7-7 seven and seven drill. He and Cora looked like they're having trouble getting on the same page with the goal line fades. And that said, he definitely feels like he's gotten uh, better in the last week or so. But his best route Wednesday appeared to be a Lucy, uh, an option route based on the defensive coverage in which he beat Taylor to the pylon for a touchdown. Elsewhere, marked down two sacks for the rookie defensive end Isaiah Foskey. Hadn't heard his name too much in uh, preseason, but uh, of course defensive players are not allowed to touch a quarterback, so sacks are always subjective. Uh, elsewhere, Keith Kirkwood uh, had the catch of the day. Anyway, uh, Brian Edwards and James Washington and Kiki Guti all have uh, taken advantage of the extra practice reps with Shahid uh, out in Smith's absence. Looks like a fairly bet uh, some players that looked like Kirkwood to make the roster. Anyway, meanwhile, um, elsewhere, defender back uh, Anthony Johnson uh, had an interception during the scrimmage or practice yesterday, I should say. So the Saints coming along pretty nicely as they're gearing up for um, – uh, their final preseason game Sunday evening at 7 uh, as they take on the Houston Texans. In the meantime, uh, also uh, here on Kane Radio, uh, you know, we're going to have our high school coaches on here talking about uh, their different uh, weeks and how things are going for them. Of course, last week we had on Carol Olivier of the uh, Acadiana Christian School Lions. He'll be on in our fourth segment right after 8 o'clock uh, uh, we uh, have him on to talk about his team. I think, as Jeff mentioned, plays uh, his first home game tonight uh, here on uh, – he's already played, I believe, one – Two. Two games now that he's played. And uh, we'll have him on after the uh, 8 o'clock uh, hour and segment to talk a little bit about his Acadiana uh, um, Christian lines. Meanwhile, uh, here uh, in the last segment uh, before we go into today in sports history after Coach Olivier, uh, countdown to kickoff. Uh, uh, you know, each uh, we're counting down the Saints uh, numbers to September 10th season opener against the Titans with a look at the greatest Saints on each number and Saints by the numbers. Of course, uh, today marks 17 days until the kickoff, so will remember number 17. And one of my favorite all-time Saints players as a teenager – 
Uh, old Furnace Face, Billy Kilmer, wore number 17 for the Saints back uh, from 67 to 70. Of course, he was inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame in 1990. And of all the underdog stories the Saints have had written about them in the last half century of existence, Billy Kilmer is one of the best. You know, he was a first-round pick of the 49ers back in 1961. And uh, Kilmer was very athletic and a star runner and passer for UCLA back in the days with his two seasons with the Bruins. Also, he played for John Wooden in basketball at UCLA. And Kilmer played quarterback as a rookie with the 49ers and then was a halfback in his second season. And uh, when he left for New Orleans, uh, he added to the Redskins in 71. Kilmer would be remembered as a quarterback who threw knuckleball passes, who spent most of Sunday afternoons at Tulane, O2 Tulane Stadium, buried under defensive linemen who beat the odds and who played with a cracked ankle and a separated shoulder as it came to symbolize his ragtag ex- expansions, uh, expansion saints. And But, you know, the season tragically was cut short. You know, Billy Kilmer uh, fractured an ankle in an automobile accident when he was playing with the 49ers, and uh, he eventually returned to them after missing the entire 1963 season. But it wasn't the same after the injury, and the Niners offered him to the Saints in the expansion draft of 67. And Kilmer, who had a ruddy complexion that earned him the old nickname Furnace Face, uh, was supposed to be the third-string quarterback for the Saints. But... Gary Quazzo, who the Saints had acquired in a major trade. The Saints gave up, I think, two number ones uh, and uh, Gary Wood to keep Kilmer from becoming a starter of the franchise inaugural season. But Kilmer, uh, he seldom threw a spiral, didn't run as fast as he once did, and was often the target of boo birds that inhabited the old Tulane Stadium. Yet he was uh, started 39 games for the Saints, completed 53% of his passes in his four seasons with the Saints. He was tough as nails, too, as I can recall. He started 11 of the 14 games the Saints won while he was with the team from 67 to 70, even though the likes of Archie Manning after him wasn't surrounded by a wealth of talent. Surprisingly, the Saints were going to draft Manning in 71. Kilmer, who threw for 70, almost 7,500 yards and 47 touchdowns, requested a trade, was sent to the Washington Redskins, and he flourished for eight seasons there, making the Pro Bowl in 72, leading the Redskins to the Super Bowl seven. He had a 50-23 and 23 record as a starter there in Washington, and Billy was strong and emotional leader, said veteran Saints offensive lineman Jake Cup. They criticized him when he couldn't throw a spiral, but he really got the job done, and he did. He he was something to see and watch when he played with the Saints. And uh, a little tidbit and information, Billy Kilmer was the, uh, on the field and the quarterback, uh, I believe, uh, for the uh, – uh, the uh, Rams at uh, 49ers at the time when he fumbled the ball and when uh, oh Jim Marshall picked it up and ran the wrong way with it for a touchdown but it was Billy Kilmer who fumbled the football the Jim Marshall one of the the greatest uh, I guess uh, nincompoop play ever in the NFL and Marshall ran the wrong way ended up uh, giving uh, uh, the 49ers a safety in that game as Jim Marshall the Hall of Famer ran the wrong way 
uh, for a safety that the Redskins acquired when he threw the tossed the ball up in the air thinking he had scored a touchdown. Anyway, in the meantime, other Saints who wore 17, a lot of people might not remember, but Mitch Berger, the Saints punter for three years, uh, wore the number uh, 17. He compiled the third average, highest average career punting average at almost 44 yards a punt. He was voted to the Pro Bowl in 04. Meanwhile, another one is, uh, 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 it was Jim Everett, uh, the former Rams signal caller, who threw for over 10,000 yards, uh, third most in club history. When he left in just three seasons, he also threw for 60 touchdown passes. Of course, uh, also Robert Meacham, uh, the first-round draft pick in 08, who ended up with 164 receptions and 25 touchdowns while he averaged uh, 16 and a half yards a catch in his two stints with the Saints from 08 to 11, again from 13 to 14. And the play I can remember mostly that Meacham made was taking an interception out of the hands of a uh, Miami Dolphin uh, defensive halfback and stripping it from him and running the other way with the ball to score a touchdown on the Saints. And the Saints' biggest comeback, I think, that year. They were down at half but ended up blowing out the Dolphins uh, in that miracle season of 09 when they went on to win the Super Bowl. Anyway, number 17 in the books for the Saints with regards to them uh, and their season. So uh, with that, uh, got a couple more things to talk about along with today in sports history. And in between, we'll have Coach uh, Carol Olive coming on uh, at about 8.05 to talk about his Acadia and uh, Christian line. So with that, you listen to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, August the 24th. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Time out. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, August the 24th course. College football week, folks. They call it week zero uh, in the schedule breakdown. Of course, the uh, 
Wico has arrived, and the first slate of uh, Saturday games is headlined by Navy, taking on North, number 13 Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. Of course, the kickoff will mark the beginning of a crucial campaign for the Fighting Irish, as well as NBC Sports. It's the 33rd season. It's hard to believe, already 33 years that the uh, NBC has been broadcasting uh, the Notre Dame football. Of course, Navy versus Notre Dame, there's plenty of buzz around the Fighting Irish. Uh, head coach Marcus Freeman enters his second season at the helm. Of course, Notre Dame looks to build off a 9-4 and campaign that concluded with a 45-38 win over South Carolina in the Gator Bowl uh, earlier this year. And there's optimism that new starting quarterback Sam Hartman will rise uh, the Irish calling a, a, a ceiling, so I should say, on their offense. The matchup with Navy is the first uh, chance viewers get to see him complete or compete in a blue and gold. So uh, the game will be the 96th uh, between Notre Dame and Navy. That series stretches all the way back to 1927. The Irish hold a commanding 81-13-1 all-time edge and have uh, won five straight in the rivalry with the midshipmen's most recent victory coming in 2016. Of course, Navy and uh, Notre Dame have played in Dublin once before, but way back in 1996 when the number 19 Irish handled the midshipmen 54-27. The teams uh, in 2022 matchup and ended up a uh, nail-biter as Navy scored all 19 of its uh, game's second-half points only to fall to the uh, Irish 35-32. Uh, back in Baltimore, of course, uh, the game is slated uh, this Saturday, August the 26th. It'll be a 2.30 uh, estimate, uh, Eastern Standard Time Zone, so uh, 1.30 our time at uh, – a stadium in Dublin, so uh, it's also you can catch it on the NBC and Peacock Network. So uh, uh, college football in the air. Of course, uh, the only other Week Zero uh, game featuring ranked teams comes when number six UC USC takes on San Jose State. The Trojans try to start the season off in the Pac-12, one they hope ends with a playoff berth that it. Uh, eluded them this uh, past year. In, in the meantime, uh, Jeff, uh, is it uh, time to have our coach on the air? Yeah, Coach uh, Olivier is with us. And, and don't forget also this weekend, La Tech uh, taking on Florida International on Saturday night. But Coach uh, Olivier joining us. How are you, sir? I'm doing good and y'all still. Real good, real good. I know uh, you got two games in the belt. First home game tonight. I'm sure you're excited to be uh, back at home. But if you can, uh, recap your game uh, last week. Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely excited to be at home in our first home game for the seniors. Um, last last week we traveled to Covington, Louisiana. We played in a little town called Bush, Louisiana, versus uh, the North Shore Vultures. Um, um, really good team came off of. A uh, 54-14 win over Mount Olive. Um, we, we we came out um, and we was able to get off to a fast start in the first quarter. We ended up going up 21 nothing uh, at the uh, onside kick on the first kickoff. Um, went down and scored. Stopped them twice and scored on both drives. So uh, again, uh, able to come away with a victory. Yes, sir. We ended up uh, winning 42 to 12. Excellent. Uh, so, again, uh, that evens your season. Uh, how do you assess your team after two weeks? Have a pretty good idea of what you've got now? Uh, it, it, was, it was just a tale of two different tapes, um, you know, against JPG, which is the, the standard in our league. Uh, we, we, we did play well. We left some 
touchdowns on the board. We had some things we needed to clean up. But we, we and, and, and as well as we played um, against North Shore, there's still some things we need to get better at. Um, we need to get in, in, in better condition. Um, they have to be able to tackle better and just play assignment football even though we feel like we're up. So I think that's some things we got to grow with as, as having a young team. And I think as a staff, we're getting better too as, in, in preparation. But definitely a lot more answers than questions right now. There you go. So uh, home tonight, uh, before we talk about your opponent, talk to us about the game day experience uh, utilizing Nisha's football field for your home games. Um, really, really excited about it. Uh, we got our neon team today. We got a, a big pep rally um, that's going to happen today. Um, surprising the guys tonight. We got them a, a new tunnel to run out of uh, with, with, with the smoke machines and everything like that. So we're really excited about that. Miss um, has always um, been like a big brother to us, allowing us to use such a great facility, being that as a turf field. Um, so we're excited about that. We're excited about the game, the atmosphere. We just can't wait to get it kicked off. There you go. What time is uh, kickoff? What time do the gates open? Uh, gates uh, gates probably open up at around 5.30 because we normally get there about 5, 5.15 as the team to start getting taped up and stuff. So, I mean, they can, people can start arriving as early as 5.30. Then 7 o'clock kickoff? Yes, sir, 7 o'clock kickoff. And that's pretty standard for uh, your home games? Yes, sir. Gotcha. What do you know about your opponent, Southwest Louisiana? Um, again, top tier in our in our division. Um, I think they're also a top tier team in the state amongst all eight man football teams. Um, very great coaching staff. Um, a lot of athletic kids. Unlike JPG, who's more of a ground and pound physical team, they're they're a little bit more finesse. Um, they, they're very balanced, throw the ball well. Um, they coach as well as as get. Make getting matchups for his team to be successful. A lot of eye candy, so it's always a a, a challenge and both a joy to coach against such a good team. There you go, Coach. Uh, any uh, injury issues? Uh, you're pretty healthy uh, at this point. Uh, right now, we're really healthy, man. I'm excited about that. We're fully we're fully loaded. We got a 25 man roster, uh, so we're looking good. We're a little young. We're a little young, but. We're definitely ready. We definitely got some depth, and we, we're excited about tonight. All right. Once again, uh, tonight. And then uh, back at home next week as well, but I think it's a Friday night game. Yeah, we got a Friday night game um, against MOC. It's going to be our uh, first annual Armed Forces game where we celebrate our active duty, um, retired um, military uh from all branches where they come out, they get in for free. All they got to do is show their military ID card. Uh, we're going to have the uh, recruiters from uh, each branch in our, our local area. They're going to come out and, su- and support and be recognized. So we're extremely excited about that to, to, to um, pay homage to our true heroes. No, no doubt about that. We'll talk more about that next Thursday, uh, same time. But best of luck tonight, and we'll look forward to recapping that one again next Thursday. As always, man, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for having us. You bet, Coach. Take care. Yeah, good luck, Coach. Appreciate Coach Olivier taking some time out this morning. And, again, good luck to his Lions this evening. And, again, at home, uh, go uh, support those. If you're looking for a little uh, high school football action, don't have to wait for uh, 
the LHSAA games to begin. That's right. Uh, playing in Bush, Louisiana, that's a, that's a joint from here, too. That's on the North Shore. That's going up towards Bogalusa. So it's a nice ride up there uh, for a high school football. The Piney Woods of Louisiana. Uh, that's right. The ozone belt, they say, up there. Anyway, uh, today in sports history here on a big uh, August the 24th, a Thursday, uh, back in 1908, Canadian heavyweight boxing champ Tommy Burns knocks out Bill Squires in the 13th round at Sydney in Sydney, Australia, mind you, to retain the heavyweight boxing title. Of course, that's Burns' third knockout of Squires, uh, a fighter he's faced uh, three t- twice already. Also, elsewhere in 1912, uh, New York City, a ticker tape parade for Jim Thorpe and the victorious uh, U.S. Olympians uh, from 1912. Also, in this date, 1918, the Cubs win their earliest and uh, win the earliest pennant, not theirs, but the earliest pennant ever. Uh, and the season uh, ended uh, September 2nd. So the Cubs go on to win the earliest pennant ever recorded in Major League Baseball history. Elsewhere on this date, 1919, uh, pitching in the ninth inning, Cleveland's Ray Caldwell is flattened by a bolt of lightning and goes on to record the final out for the Indians with a 2-1 to win over the Philadelphia A's. Wow, bolt of lightning hits him on the mound. Elsewhere, 1938, Virgil Trucks. It's a name uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, later on during the uh, week and next week. He strikes out 418 batters, the highest season total in an organized ball game for Andalusia in the Alabama-Florida League uh, back in 1938. He went on to pitch for the Yankees and the Tigers in uh, the American League, and at one time he's one of only a few pitchers to throw two no-hitters in the same year. Elsewhere in 1940 on this date, left fielder Ted Williams uh, pitches for the last two innings in a 12-1 to uh, loss to the Tigers. Of course, Williams, Ted Williams uh, allows three hits and a run in his two-inning performance. Elsewhere on this date, 1945, the Cleveland Indians ace Bob Feller returns from the United States Navy. He strikes out 12 batters in his first return to baseball. Elsewhere on this date, 1951, Bill Vex, St. Louis Browns, Hold a grandstand managing day. I remember reading about this. Don't uh, wasn't born when it happened, but uh, they give out place cards to the fans to hold up strategy options. Of course, the Browns go on to defeat the A's five to three. You know, bunt, steal a base, hit and run. They place out hand yeah, out. And the problem is the opposition gets to see that too, though. You know, <laughs> that's right. But they did. Then they go on to win the game. How often did he listen to the crowd? I have no idea. Elsewhere in this date, 1962, Dodger coach Leo DeRosa suffers a near fatal uh, allergic reaction to penicillin injection while in the clubhouse at the Polo Grounds for the Dodgers. Of course, he uh, had managed the Dodgers and the Giants and goes on to manage the Cubs and the Astros in his last few outings. Elsewhere in this date, 1979, NFL, um, the NFL fans of the Patriots choose the old logo of over the new logo in that regard. So, uh, we're wondering if uh, um, how that came about. Meanwhile, uh, KC's John Watham uh, in 1982 steals his 31st base. He goes on to steal 36, which is a record for a catcher in the Major League Baseball. Also in this date, 1983, Cincinnati Reds. Pete Rose ends consecutive games played at 745. Also in this date, 1989, six years later, Pete Rose is suspended from baseball for life for gambling. Wow. I thought that was yesterday. 
Uh, well, they probably uh, brought it up, and uh, Bart Giamatti had to make the big decision on that for uh, Pete Rose, and he did it. Of course, in 1991, Taiwan captures its 15th Little League World Series, and come to find out Taiwan had used a lot of ineligible players during those years and uh, broke some other Little League rules. So uh, uh, Chinese Taipei uh, is not Taiwan, though. Elsewhere uh, in 19- It's funny they used their children to do laborious work. And then they have adults playing Little League, you know? Uh, it uh, tends to happen. Yeah. Elsewhere in this date, 1992, uh, NFL Cleveland Browns suffer their worst preseason loss. They lose to the Vikings, mind you, 56-3. to Elsewhere on this date, in 2006, after signing a one-day contract with the San Francisco 49ers, Jerry Rice calls it quits, and he retires officially from the NFL. Birthdays today. Born in 1960 on this day, the man that set all the records of 2,632 games, Cal Ripken Jr., Hall of Fame shortstop, 19-time All-Star, born in Herve de Grace, Maryland. Also born on this day in 1965, Reggie Miller, NBA guard, Indiana Pacers, Olympic gold in 96, born in Riverside, California. Also passing away on this date, uh, way back in uh, last year on this date, was Lynn Dawson, the Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl MVP, led the Chiefs to the AFL second Super Bowl win after Joe Namath and the Jets in, in 69. Of course, he was MVP of the league in 66 and also 62, first team uh, all AFL in 62 and 66. He also became a broadcaster on HBO and NBC. He passed away at the age of 87. So you can still see him on the bench in the Super Bowl game in O'Tulane Stadium, smoking a cigarette on the bench. I have a picture of him doing that. Meanwhile, the quote of the day, I'm going to go back to Lynn Dawson, and he said, one of the reasons I love playing quarterback was that I got to call the plays. And it's hard to believe he could call his plays when Hank Stram was on the sideline. Still don't think that was that unusual in those days. And, and you know, while they were given that opportunity, they had some idea what the coaches were, were looking for. Yeah, they pretty much uh, kept it. But it's the guys it. on the field who have that feel for the game, especially coming off the most recent play, uh, saying, oh, that worked, let's do this again or not do this again. And or. there was always some kind of communication uh, in the, from the sideline to the playing field where the coach could yell out something, and they knew what kind of play was instructed. And then you, years later in college football, you had the old guard coming out with the play, you know, the alternating guards coming out with the play, uh, bringing in the new play from the coach. But – that was when one platoon, one platoon football was done away with in 62, 63. So, anyway, in the meantime, that's today in sports history, Jeff, here on this big August the 24th. As always, want to thank our guests uh, today, uh, Coach Carol Olivier from Acadiana Christian School and our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, Schwing Insurance Agency, and Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Again, appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.